Good day and welcome. I am so happy that you have reserved this hour to share with me your coach, Coach Debbie. And this is Story You Talk Radio, where we are concerned about the stories we live by. And my, oh my, more and more stories just seem to be evolving for us all. Yes. And this show will live on as a show that talks to you about being trustworthy and growing your writing business. But if you're listening to this show live, you are very well aware that so much is going on in the media, on TV and such, because we're concerned to a grave, grave extent of how we're going to stay healthy. And I say we very casually. What I mean is there is this really huge, huge pendulum of opinions about if we are in danger or if we are not. But what I want to live on in this show is that thought that regardless of what opinions say and regardless of what your mind might be telling you, And regardless of what your friends say or the fact that your kids are home or however things are playing out with the coronavirus, my hope is that from this show, you'll be thinking about the fact that you can be growing. And if you are a writer, you can be growing your business. And if you are someone who trains or Uh, is a speaker or is a teacher, you can be growing your business. If you are in a corporation and you are stuck at home, you can be growing your skills. There's, There's a lot of ways we can, forbid me, or forgive me for saying this, but there are ways that we can harmonize with harsh times. So, This is my goal today, to bring you back into the harmony if you have felt any discord at all with what's going on. And again, I want to thank you for listening, because if you weren't listening, well, I wouldn't get to be here. I wouldn't get to talk to you about writing or teaching or dreaming up your book or your blog or your brand or thinking about how you, I'm just going to keep using this word, harmonize with the people in your lives and with the stories of your lives. This is so important to me. This is of my highest values to keep us awake and keep us conscious of how we're living and how we want to live and how we're growing our lives. I always thought that was weird when people would use you know, growing. Are are you growing your business? It's like, can you really use your words that way? But I'm getting into the flow of this idea that we can still grow our business even when there's a huge threat around us. So we're going to be talking about that today. And if you want to connect with me, head right on over to my Facebook page. That's Debbie Handrich, D-E-B-B-Y. Handrich is just like it sounds. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. You can go to my Coach Debbie Facebook page, Coach Debbie, D-E-B-B-Y. And you can also send me an email. 
And that is askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. All one word. Askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. I will read your questions on the air and I will offer you coaching. Speaking of coaching, I don't just think that coaching is cool. I happen to be a coach. I happen to be a life coach. And one thing that I learned in life coaching school was that you didn't have to necessarily coach someone around their entire life. You could go into what we would call a niche. But what you would find is that by speaking to that niche and working with them via that niche in some really interesting way, you were coaching people through their lives. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as the show goes on because today is really about remembering the number one rule when anything big is up, and that is we have to be trustworthy if we're going to grow our business. We have to be trustworthy if we're going to be a freelancer. We have to be trustworthy if we're going to be a coach. Guess what? We have to be trustworthy if we're going to be an employee. We have to be trustworthy if the business we're at is closing down and and we're left to clean up or stand guard. Whatever your story is shaping out to be right now, it is so important to really check in and ask yourself, how is it that I am being trustworthy and in what way might I be willing to make it ultra clear that I am trustworthy? When, when fears start to fly around, when people talk about them in the media or in their dinner conversations or just standing at the bus stop, when people are compelled to share what's on their mind and the fears around their stories, underneath it all, I think what people are looking for is that sense of trust again. And they're wondering what they can trust. If you have a business, a small business like I do, you're probably wondering what this is going to do in terms of your business. Maybe you are still talking with your clients, but you've moved things to be more online. Maybe you're feeling like it's not going to affect your business at all. But for, for many, there's this awareness that as things come down from the top, we're going to have to be changing. We're going to have to be a little more flexible than we have been on a day-to-day level. And so if we're going to keep growing our business, we're going to have to be very trustworthy individuals. I got to tell you, I'm in the middle right now of a launch. And that just in entrepreneurial terms means something big is coming. And we're about to have a 90-day book writing program. So I also like to offer an early bird special. And my early bird special closed on the 10th. And so in my queue, I had a certain number of people standing in line who wanted that. 
So for my business, coaching people to write their books or their blogs or their brands means getting on the phone and letting myself be known to them and finding out what their project is and finding out the best way I can serve them over a 90-day period. Well, I'll tell you this, and I don't usually talk about these things. Not one person made it to the early bird deadline. And what that tells me is that people are holding on to their dollars just a little longer right now. And again, what are they looking for? They're looking for that direction to go in where they know without a shadow of a doubt that they can trust. But you know who they want to trust even more than maybe the coach they're following or uh, I don't know what other situations might be, the bank they're following, the live radio broadcast they're following, whatever it is they're following, not only do they want to know that they can trust that, but people want to know right now that they can trust themselves. So it is kind of a two-way street, and it is sort of a song of harmonizing. We have to show up as trustworthy as we can be. But bottom line, you know the deal's not going to get done if the other person can't completely trust themselves right now. And when things are scary and there's, there's a lot of announcement Things happen where people lose their faith to some degree with themselves. So let's think for a moment how we regain trust, how this might apply to your writing business or to whatever business you have. If it's in the line of teaching and coaching and speaking and writing, I can probably speak to it even better than I could of other businesses. But I do want to welcome you to put in a call if you feel so moved to do so. And the number is out of my sight range, but I think it is 1-888-298-5569. And when you call in, you will hear... My very favorite sound engineer, Eric Ryder. Say hello. Favorite and only. <laughs> yeah, that's true, huh? Hey. But yes, good afternoon, Debbie. Great to see you as always. And uh, yeah, you were spot on with the phone number, 888-298-5569, also known as 888-298-KKNW. And we'd love to get a, a call today to ask a question live on the air. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you're reminding me, Eric, that when my brother was a very, very little boy, I used to say to him, you know, you're my favorite brother. And uh -huh. he would just beam, you know, just beam a big smile at me. And and the day changed very quickly when he said, I'm your only brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoops, can't pull that one anymore. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it was still true. It was that true. That he was your favorite brother. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you are my favorite engineer. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Well, we are talking today about... Staying in that place of faith with your business, regardless of what's going on out there in the world. And sometimes I like to think of, of it as we can't really control the weather. You know, we can't. 
but we can find ways that we're going to deal with it or harmonize with that weather. So please do feel free to call in and talk to us. One thing that you might be thinking about if you are a business owner right now is your values. And I would really, really encourage you to take a little bit of time and ask yourself, where is it that I have very, very strong value? So I'm gonna I'm gonna present this as more of a multiple choice, okay? Uh, and you're gonna understand why in a second. But let's say you have a writing business. One of the things you do is you go out and you speak to people. And another thing you do is you help people understand how to write copy. And another thing you do is you, you write your own blog. So, so you have different things that you keep up on. Some of those things I've done in the past. And let's say you are thinking about your values. In the world of multiple choice, would you say that you value speaking over writing? You would have to pick one, speaking over writing, speaking over writing, writing over speaking, one or the other. So let's pick one. Let's say I value speaking. I have a high value for that. I have a high value for speaking out my expressed ideas. So if that's true, then it's time to think about other values. Do I have a value that is above speaking? Do I value publishing my work more than I value speaking in public? Hmm. Do I value speaking in public more than I value publishing my work? Let's say I value publishing my work the most. Let's say that writing my blog every morning at 10 a.m. and watching it whisk out into the world, let's say that I have come to understand that's my highest value. If you know that about yourself or if you're willing to take yourself through your own made-up multiple choice, what you're going to find is that that is the cornerstone of building your business in hard times. Why? Because in hard times, you still have to be the trustworthy consultant or business owner, but you have a more narrow field in which you can offer your business. Hard times makes people clench to their dollars just a little bit more. But if you really get aligned with what you value, you will do it very, very well and you will find more and more ways in which to do it. It's almost like you will flip the switch in your creative mind and say, you know, I really, I really value publishing my writing, and I write this blog, and I put it out there every Monday at 10 a.m., but I could also do X, Y, and Z, right? Things start to come to you. Why? Because dollars aren't. <laughs> and when dollars aren't, you get creative again. And if you want to use your time really well, and you want to build even more trust with yourself, 
and you want to be even more trustworthy to the new client, come back to those values. What do you value? What do you offer best? How might you get creative now with your values? So I know this stuff is on your mind, and I want to invite you to call, to write, to text. I will be taking your calls, and I will be giving you coaching around this uh, while we are on the air today. And if you miss the live show, you can always send me an email as well. We're really talking about staying trustworthy or even growing into more of a place of being trustworthy while we grow our business, even during hard times. How do we do this? What do we turn to? And sometimes the knee-jerk reaction is, well, we got to turn to a loan. And you know, that that's something of form in the real world, you know, a, a realistic situation. But I think even before you go down that path, you might really want to consider what do you value and how might you tune into those values so you can get just a little bit more creative right now when it's really important. We're going to take a little break, but when we come back, I will be talking to you live. Stay tuned. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who worked 12-hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone. Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals, but I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we're really thinking about how we are all able to be even more trustworthy in these, oh, I don't even know the words to call it sometimes. Have you noticed that that depending on who you talk to, you get different adjectives or, around the 
the whole sense of the coronavirus. I do. There's so many coming at me. And I got to tell you, my phone's been ringing off the hook with people that are are wanting to settle into a little more comfort in their lives. When I first heard about it, uh, I'll say that I just thought it, it, it could be something that would blow over in a week. Because <laughs> I like to think that that sometimes big dramas can't, you know, they they can sort themselves out quickly. Uh, however, huge dramas rarely do. So we're in we're in it as a huge drama at this point. But we we have to remember that so much of what's going on around us is talk about something and not necessarily the experience of our home. And yet, at least in Washington State, the experience is starting to come in our home, less around having a virus, more around prevention of it. So kids are coming home, band practice is canceled, travel for business is canceled, all kinds of things like that. And what I find is it's so important that we come back and harmonize with our lives again. And I I tend to think about it in terms of owning a writing business because that's, that's a place where I've had to grow and find my harmony over the last several years. So I want to defy this notion that many of us have tried to defy in in past years and generations, the idea that writers are moved into the camp of starving artists and that when some sort of pandemic is spoken about, as this one is, that we will once again be shunned into that place of being a starving artist. And my views are just my views, but I don't think we have to settle for that. In fact, I personally refuse to settle for that. I am not going to be a starving artist, but I am going to continue to be an artist with my writing. I'm going to continue to be that. So one of the ways I am an artist with my writing is that I do creative writing. I write fiction, and every now and then I share it. And every now and then I read it publicly. Not as much as I could, but yeah, that's the artist side of me. But to keep my business going strong, I had to tap into what, what is my highest value? And I'm bringing this up to be an example for you. I did notice, Carol, that you have sent in a question. And so I'm going to attempt to segue into this and then answer your question more directly. But when I think about my business, I have a writing business, Story You Coaching, and I help first, second, and third time authors write their books in 90 days, and more specifically, write the first draft of their book. Because this much I know, you can walk around for your whole life with that book tapping away at your noodle, but it doesn't take nearly as long to draft it out and get it on paper. And after that, you got all kinds of choices of what you can do with your book. 
So that's what I do now as a teacher, as a teacher, not to be confused with as a creative writer. So when I, th- I realized that, just going back to what I said before the break, all these people missed my early bird deadline. And I think it's, it's for good reason. They're holding on to those dollars and seeing if they can trust that this is the time to spend that investment and go to work on their book. I get it. But I, I also, you know, I have rent to pay. I really like to eat oatmeal in the morning. You know, I, I love to be able to put a few coins in the bus and travel. I think shopping's the best thing ever, you know. I need some cold cash in my life, just like the rest of you, <laughs> right? We can't make it without it artist or not. We can't make it without it. So as you can guess, I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to think about hard times that I've had with my business. And there was a particular time I went through in 2016 and 17, where I had to make some really, really drastic choices. And then again in 2018, And as I was making my way out of a deep and dark hole, a dear friend said to me, his name's Antonio, he said to me, what is it you value most? Because if you know it, if you know what you value most, Debbie, you'll know if you need to stay in this business or walk away. And I was like, oh, dang. Where were you two years ago, right? You know, I, it was time to sit down and get serious with my values. And before that, I had been sitting down and getting serious with the bankers and with my, my mortgage on my home and with part-time opportunities and freelance this and all those things in the real, solid, real world. But I wasn't really going inward with my values and asking myself, what do you value most? Because if you know it, you can pursue it. And what I found is that what I valued most, I, I had known all along, but I didn't know that it was so important in my hard times of being down on my luck making money. I didn't know that I had to lean into that value as strong as I could if I wanted to be a most trustworthy professional. So here's where I was making my mistake. My number two value was publishing. It wasn't my number one value. So I was working really, really hard at having my words be published and getting known for my written word. I wasn't really showing up in public. I wasn't really speaking. I wasn't really in front of groups. I was just really relying on the written word and being an editor and, yeah, mostly that, mostly that. And then what happened was I, I did a job where I didn't get one bit of credit, not one. And so that meant that, that the payoff, the financial payoff, uh, didn't come through. I wasn't 
I wasn't listed. And, you know, when things like that happen, when you're already kind of down on your luck, it's very, very hard to stand up and find your power. It's easy to stand up and get mad and scream and yell and shout, but it, but it's hard to find your personal power. And I really didn't know what to do. And my friend Antonio came to me and said, what is your highest value? I don't feel like you're showing up where you shine the brightest. I feel like you're showing up. I feel like you're showing up in a way that you know. I feel like you're showing up in a way that you're practiced. But where, where is your highest value? And I said, it's in teaching. I mean, it just came right out of my mouth. It's in teaching. And he said, then you have to do that every day. And I went, wow, wow. Well, I don't really have a teaching job. And he said, well, you're going to have to start tomorrow. You're going to have to find someone to teach, even if it's somebody that is sitting next to you on the bus. You're going to have to open yourself up completely to honor your highest value. I can't even tell you how my life changed after hearing that. So I spent time telling myself, even though I don't have an active class, even though I don't have people coming to my home asking about books and things, I have to shift gears here and I have to teach every day and I have to be open to this. And everywhere I go, I am putting out that message that I am available to teach. Do you know that even when I would be standing in line getting a coffee at Starbucks, somebody would start up a conversation about me that ultimately led to teaching right in my field. It just kept happening over and over and over and over and over again. And again, you know, KKNW might not uh, sign up for all these crazy ideas that I'm saying to you. This is just coming straight out of my heart and experience. But what I had to learn was that I was a trustworthy teacher and I was making that my second best thing when it deserved to be my first and foremost and leading trait. And as soon as I stood in that energy, things started to shift and change. So, Carol, let's go. Do I have time? Let's, yes, I do. Let's go to your question here, Carol because it's a good one. All right. Carol says, living in Washington State like you, you might know how school closures are happening, and it has now struck me and my family. Both my husband and I are educators. Truly, I do not know the next step in front of me. I have to be home because my kids are at home, but I really need guidance right now of how to be what you call trustworthy and creative. Okay. So, Carol, I, I hear that this is a big, big time in your home. Now, you did, not, you did not say that anyone is sick, which I think is very interesting because the bigness of this is happening while we're healthy. And I, I think it's important to pay attention to that that there's a lot of bigness and hugeness and confusion going on while 
we're healthy. So step number one, you got to use that to your advantage. If I understand right, that everyone in your household right now is healthy, you're going to make decisions from a very healthy place, right? It's much easier to make a decision of what you're going to do today when you are healthy than if you are not. So one thing you might be doing is thinking about the fact that many, many educators, I mean, you might know, Carol, that I worked in in formal education for 25 years. I'll tell you this, I dreamt about working from home about, you know, five million days out of my career or something like that. So right now, whether you had ever dreamt about it or not, here is the opportunity to figure out what is it going to look like to match up your highest values with your new situation. If you're an educator and you've been sent home, I understand that you're also trying to help your, your kids stay up to date, and you're also very, very active with your students. So the first person you're going to have to trust, Carol, is Carol. You're going to have to trust you. You're going to have to trust that you can provide your best skills even though you've been moved out of what might be your comfort zone. Maybe the classroom is your comfort zone. Maybe you were like me and dreamt of teaching from home. Maybe you weren't. But since that's what you've got, you have to lean in to what you are best at. And really think about that. What is it that you value and that you are best at? And see how that might lead you. It's always, always, always where we are talented that we are led to more opportunity. And it it is sometimes a little confusing because I would imagine, Carol, that you have many talents. But right now, when when it feels like there's only a narrow window, you have to really lean into where your your strengths are really are. What is it? For me, I had to lean into the fact that when I am helping people get clear and teaching them how to put together their brand, which is basically their their mission of what their business is about, when I'm helping people put together their brand or their blog, which really is the heart and soul of their business, or their craft, or when I am helping someone write their story, which really is the heart and soul of some segment of their life or some experience, that's when I shine. That's when I'm doing my best work. And the more I could lean into that, the more, 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 more opportunities found me. Again, This is just me sharing how it has worked for me, but I believe since it worked for me, it can work for others too. Now, something very, very interesting that a friend said to me, and and Carol, by the way, I hope that served you, and please feel free to write to me, askcoachdebbie at gmail, 
if you would like to continue the conversation. And please do feel free to write back and let us know how it is going. As I was saying, I have a friend who was on the phone just this morning and saying, you know, you probably know the, the fears right now of having a writing business and people going away. And I said, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. But I also want to think that the hardest days of my business are behind me. I really want to think that what is in front of me is a huge challenge to figure out how to be trustworthy and harmonize as best I can with these times. I don't want to think that my worst days are about to come. And she said, how could you help me with my business? So uh, when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about how she and I mastermind that. And if you have something you want to mastermind with me, just drop us a call. We'll be right back. You've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. You have to carefully monitor your health for the rest of your life. And you have an increased risk of developing cardiovascular disease. Cut. Take two. Action. You've been diagnosed with a new purpose. To fight for the amazing life you made for yourself. To look that risk of heart disease square in the face and say, no, not me. You've been given a new opportunity to live. Get started at nodiabetesbyheart.org. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I'm here every Thursday at 4 o'clock for a live show where we take your calls, your texts, your emails, your questions, and I do my very best to offer you live coaching right here. I also work with first, second, and third-time authors who... Most of my authors are writing memoir and self-development, but I do love fiction, and I did thrive as a fiction writer. When I say thrive, I mean I, I sat down for years and just enjoyed the freedom of writing fiction. It's true. I've published very little. But at the same time, this is where I work with people, first, second, and third-time authors who are writing their memoirs or their self 
development books or they're writing something for their brand and they want to get that draft out there and they don't want to be sitting on it for a few years. I hope you get that draft written in 90 days. This is especially helpful if that book has been on your mind for some time because you will find that it takes a whole lot less time to write a book than it does to think about it. So today, I wasn't going to come in here and talk about a pandemic. I, I swear, I was not. But my phone has just been ringing off the hook. Everything in Seattle has been changing around. And I just wanted to offer up some, oh, I suppose some lessons that have come down the pike for me in other times, some stories, some helpful advice. I mean, take take what serves you here and leave the rest behind. I, I know there are so many perspectives in the world when we face something so huge as this. Honestly, uh, I... I didn't feel any fear when I first heard about this, none at all. But when I started to see some of the decisions of, you know, school authorities and other places, I realized, wow, this, this is affecting every single person I've ever known in some way, shape or form. And what I really want to offer today is a testament that if you are not truly ill, what you want to be doing to keep your business moving forward right now while, while it's feeling like the, the attitude and, and the whole out, uh, the outlook towards things look very, very grim. You want to be keeping a healthy mind that is a trustworthy mind. You want to stay on the side of being creative and available and valuable. And my, my big word, trustworthy. Because when you're the opposite of those things, it's very, very, very hard to keep your health, right? When, when you're not feeling creative, you're often feeling quite depressed, when you're not feeling trustworthy, you're often feeling quite guilty and sometimes shameful. It is very, very hard to keep your health going. And for many of the people I work with, you're trying to keep your business going. And for many, many of those people, it's a writing business. So I had a conversation with a gal who called me up and she said, you know, I... I really feel like my niche is very valuable. And so we talked about that, and I, I couldn't agree more. And she said, but who is going to hire me right now when all of this is going on, and what can I do? So we had a big conversation about values and, and your niche and your creativity and all of that. But what we had to come back to is that even in times like this, money is going to be exchanged. I mean, think about it. That's why we have money, right? I, I offer consultation. You invest in the consultation with your money. 
I offer, or may, maybe you make an offering. Uh, you make an offering. You offer me space where I can have my classes and I make the investment and pay you. Back and forth, back and forth. It's, it's the way that we make an investment, small or large. Uh, there didn't used to be money. I, n- I know there was a time when all we had was trades of our goods. You know, my sweetheart has chickens, and those chickens produce eggs. And right now, the people that benefit from those eggs are he and I and sometimes the dogs and definitely the neighbors. And if we were in different times or if we really, really needed to, we could trade those chicken eggs for something else. And that's the way we did it before there was money, and that's the way it's still done in certain situations. So coming back to writing, if you feel like your niche isn't as valuable right now, and you feel like you're available for work, but you're not quite sure how to be creative about it, I want you to really center yourself and think about the fact that every time you get paid, whether you're working in your niche or not, every time you get paid, someone is investing in the change or the trans- transformation that you're bringing to them. They trust you. They come to your business. Some would say they hire you. But the bottom line is there's some kind of contract. You and your writing business, you have an offering. And if it can't be the offering that you know best, lean into what is your highest value and how might you get creative and make another offering. Might not be your total niche area, but you might find out that right now, I mean, like I said for myself, my highest value is teaching. It's not publishing. Ironically, I got a call from a publisher yesterday. If this call had come in three months ago, I would have been doing cartwheels all the way from West Seattle to Bellevue to do this show today. But it came in at a time where I really, I really need to be focusing on my, my teaching. It's not to say I'm not going to talk to these people, but I have to realize that my highest values are very important to me at a time in which there is a certain amount of fear in the world and my typical clients might be holding on to their dollars just a little longer and letting those early bird specials pass by. And you're probably feeling this in your own business. And you might be like Carol, who has kids at home now, and thinking, how can I be my best for them? How can I be my best for my students? It comes back to that value and building trust. But remember, remember, there's always a trade of money. And why is there a trade of money? It's because you're making a difference. You're making a difference. And the way that someone invests in that difference is with their money. And so I just, 
I just want to say, I don't believe the person who thinks there there's only one thing on the planet that they can do. I really don't. I do think it's great to have a niche and have something that supports you in the best way you know how. But I also think that so, so many people right now that have a writing business have more than one way to be extremely valuable, to offer themselves, and to continue to get paid. And I am willing to be a, a, a leader in this movement here because it, it, it is not for anyone's good to go broke right now. It's just not. And I always come back to this thought when I get out of bed in the morning and I look at my calendar and I see I don't have as many people that are paying for services. I tell myself, I'm healthy. I am healthy. I am taking precautions to stay healthy, but I am healthy. And I have a healthy mind, and that mind is trustworthy. I am available for business, and I'm leaning into those areas where I can offer the most value. And where I can offer the most value is where my highest values live. And you know how those are for you. Maybe your highest value is putting out now your blog on a daily basis and just coming up with 200 words instead of your typical 500-word weekly blog. Maybe that's how you're going to serve more and you're going to have a far greater reach and you just don't know what's going to come of that. But because you are willing daily to be in what you know how to do best, that is the wave and the ripple you will bring around to yourself. It just works that way. If you're looking for some people to follow that I can recommend as those that really, really buy into the idea that we can always be creative and valuable as long as we're healthy. I mean, remember, keep your health first and then keep your, your creative and value energy going. But I want to recommend some books to you. One book is called The Space Within, and that is written by Michael Neal. His last name is spelled N-E-I-L-L. It's called The Space Within. He has several other books. They're all good. But that book helped me really lean into a thinking and a space of kind of uncertainty of how I could trust myself more. It was very helpful to me, and that's my reason to recommend it to you. Another book I would like to recommend is by... Oh, no. It's John O'Donohue. I just lost the title. See, you know, when you don't write notes and you've got all this in your head, darn it. It's a great book. Look up John O'Donohue. Read anything he wrote. He is famous for his poetry. If you believe in being creative, it will speak to you for sure. Anything by Brene Brown, but especially... Her most recent book, I would highly recommend because 
It is around this whole idea of daring and being brave. And I think that's where people are not trusting themselves. That, that notion that they have to trust maybe the news more than themselves. What would it be like to come back and find yourself as one that you can trust? Find your instinct as one that you can trust. Remember, when you're healthy, you have strength. So how might you use this healthy time to read up and feel even more strength? I'm sure there is going to be all kinds of scientific releases very soon. And pick and choose as you need to. But right now, I just really want to encourage you to be in constant contact with those people that mean so much to you and really be thinking about the idea that in your business and in your home and in your work and just even in your mind, it is important that you stay trustworthy that your word is good for you and good for others and that you don't overthink how you're going to run your business and that you don't overthink how you're going to take care of the kids if they've come home, but that you do give it thought. I can tell you that because I write, I have to journal. They're different. A lot of people think that's the same thing. But journaling is more of a, a psychological idea, whereas writing is usually something that helps you stay in touch with your voice and encourages you as you are more and more comfortable to share with others. And because I do a lot of writing, I find that it is so, so important to have certain routines that I can trust so find those routines right now. Find those areas in your life where you say to yourself, I know what my values are. I know what I can do well. I know how I can make some money. As those thoughts come in and tell you that things are changing, that the people that were supposed to sign up for the early bird, just like mine, didn't. Remind yourself that you are in a challenge where you are to call on your highest values to be most valuable. People are going to want to invest in you. You're probably going to stand even taller. You're going to be even more aware of your health right now because there's so much talk about not being healthy. Don't lose track of that. And listen to those you trust. And I look forward to being back with you next Thursday, 4 o'clock. Until then, and I really mean this, namaste. Namaste.